0: What's happening, everybody? On today's show, the SEC improves to 6-5 this bowl season with two wins yesterday for LSU and Mississippi State. We'll recap those games and give you all the latest goings-on, including draft declarations right here on Locked on SEC. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome to Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handle. Throws. Up. What a catch. Around the conference. And we start with draft declarations. Four potential first-round picks at Alabama. Quarterback Bryce Young, linebacker Will Anderson, running back Jameer Gibbs, and safety Brian Branch all announced Monday that they are, they are leaving school early to enter the NFL draft. By the way, if you're watching the video version of this on YouTube, I know that's not uh, Brian Branch in the picture, but we do have a picture of Will Anderson with Bryce Young and Nick Saban. Regardless, uh, Jordan Battle is in this picture. Uh, Alabama coach Nick Saban said they may uh, maybe other guys in the future who make decisions about what they will do, but Monday's announcement... Uh, was about those four guys. Todd McShay at ESPN, he's got Bryce Young projected to go number one overall in this year's draft to the Houston Texans, who, uh, according to ESPN, have about a 55% chance of landing that number one pick. Uh, Will Anderson projected to be a top three pick, uh, leads the SEC in sacks, tackles for loss, Uh, has had a very nice year following up his dominant year a year ago. And uh, Tom McShea also projects Jameer Gibbs to be a late first round pick Uh, as a Georgia Tech transfer that led Alabama in rushing this year and receiving. So, uh, and then Brian Branch, 76 tackles, six run stops with two sacks on the season. He's projected as a mid first round pick. So uh, big news there for Alabama, four big contributors for them, uh, at least this year, if not the last couple of years. Of course, Bryce Young winning the Heisman a year ago, Will Anderson winning just about every defensive postseason award this season, and uh, Jameer Gibbs and Brian Branch having some nice seasons as well. So all four of those guys, uh, they made the decision to play in the Sugar Bowl this past weekend, dominating Kansas State 45 to 20. Now, where does Alabama go from here? At quarterback Nick Saban, uh, you know, could turn to Jalen Milroe who got some playing time this year, Ty Simpson, The other uh, freshman who played a little bit this year, I think, completed four or five passes. But last month, Alabama signed the number four, number five rated pocket passers in this year's class, Eli Holstein and Dylan Lonergan. So uh, who will be the quarterback next year for Alabama? Well, we know this. They finished fifth in the final rankings of this year. So you know they're going to be preseason top ten, if not top five. And the Crimson Tide will open next season at home against Middle Tennessee on September 2nd. That next week, they will host Texas. So uh, some big, big uh, uh, expectations for Alabama heading into the 2023 season. But congrats to those guys who uh, had great careers there at Alabama. Another guy moving on, Hendon Hooker, uh, announcing officially Monday night. He is declared for the NFL draft. He announced on social media, thanked his coaches, his teammates, and his family. He said two years ago, the people of Tennessee took in a grad transfer quarterback Looking to make his mark. I'm proud of the legacy we leave behind. My hope was we made those before us proud. And I said we will always be volunteers. Hooker goes to the NFL putting up 11,000 yards of total offense in his career. Of course, started his career at Virginia Tech before transferring to Tennessee. Finished his two years at Tennessee with 58 touchdown passes, the fifth most in program history, and was named the SEC Offensive Player of the Year by the coaches, the AP and USA Today, so uh, congrats to Henton Hooker, best of luck to him as he heads on to the next level. Another guy heading on to the next level, how about a guy who still has a game to play, Kenny McIntosh appears to be moving on after four years at Georgia. The running back, uh, or rather the Senior Bowl announced Monday that the running back has accepted his invitation to play in the postseason All-Star Game uh, for players getting ready for the NFL Draft. McIntosh's is Part of a class of fourth-year seniors who have the option to return for a super senior year because of the COVID year. Uh, It sounds like he'll pass on that opportunity and go pro. He's uh, had a nice year for Georgia. He's gone over 100 yards in recent outings against Kentucky, Georgia Tech, and Ohio State. And in his senior season, he has 142 carries for 779 yards and 10 touchdowns. So we'll see if he can finish it off with another national championship coming up on Monday night against TCU. Some other news, Arkansas defensive lineman Jordan Dominic uh, appears to be on the move. He came to Arkansas this past year after four years at Georgia Tech. He announced Monday he is re-entering the transfer portal. He said he came to the decision after a multitude of tough but candid conversations with coaches and family members, played all 13 games for the Razorbacks this year, had 9.5 tackles for a loss, 7.5 sacks, two forced fumbles. He was very productive, had a sack in the Liberty Bowl win over Kansas. So uh, Arkansas going to be looking f- to fill that void, but Jordan Dominick going to be playing elsewhere, it sounds like. Arkansas did fill an opening on their defensive staff. Former Florida State defensive backs coach Marcus Woodson will take over as Arkansas's DB's coach. Uh, also had some time at Auburn. So he's got experience with coaching in the SEC. Over Florida, Ohio State transfer linebacker Taraja Mitchell announced he is officially heading to Florida. Mitchell uh, goes to the Gators for a redo of his super senior season. He played in 39 games over the past four years. Used his extra COVID year to return this year, but uh, missed plenty of time due to injury. Only played in a couple of games uh, prior to this year. Played in 12 games for Ohio State in 2021, made eight starts as a team co-captain, so very productive defensive player that is heading to Florida and uh, Florida's third defensive addition through the portal, joining Louisville D lineman Caleb Banks and Memphis D lineman Cameron Jackson. So uh, good pickup there for Billy Napier and company. And some recruiting news, some good news for Texas A&M is four-star wide receiver Raymond Cottrell of Milton, Florida, flipped his commitment from Georgia to Texas A&M. He's six foot two, two hundred and ten pounds, have been committed to the uh, Georgia Bulldogs for over a year. Tweeted at, or uh, in a conversation with twenty four seven Sports, he said, "I believe that Texas A&M has one of the best coaching staffs in college football. I wanted to play alongside with Evan Stewart. Excited to learn from him and the other receivers that are up there. Also, I'll be the fifth scholarship player there. That gives me a chance to come in and make an impact off the rip." Meanwhile, Kirby Smart following their impressive win over Ohio State on Saturday. He appeared on college game day on Monday morning. And uh, he said, look, I told our guys that we're resilient. The number one quality you want a football team is heart and character. And both these teams embody those things. They've had a ton of comebacks and really tight ball games. Uh, Talking about TCU, he said, our team has come back and fought in the fourth quarter. I went on to say, I think when you start looking at the character and identity of these two teams, they mirror each other in terms of the leadership at the quarterback spot and the heart and soul of the teams. It'll be fun to see what Georgia and TCU do on the field on Monday night. Lastly, Greg Sankey. He is enjoying the dominance of the SEC. After Georgia beat Ohio State in the Peach Bowl on Saturday, Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, said, look, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, I was thinking I've never been to the national championship without a team. We got two teams twice. And uh, wasn't looking so good, so to have that outcome, uh, it's it's what we expect, it's what we want. He pointed out the SEC is the only conference to have three different teams win championships and also have two teams play in the championship game. He said, we're the conference that's won the most, so we got yet another opportunity. I think that's the expectation we set. We want to play high-level football. That's the challenge we have. Yeah, Greg Sankey just never gets tired of losing, and SEC loves to win national championships. By the way, that playoff game against the uh, Uh, the playoff win over Ohio State. That game drew over 22 million viewers, the most watched primetime college football playoff semifinal since year one and was also a top 20 cable telecast all time as it peaked at nearly 24 million viewers. So, uh, again, a lot of people tuned into that one. And, look, it was fun to watch. It it came down to the wire, and uh, rightfully so. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll recap the LSU win over Purdue, that's coming your way in just a second. But first, I want to remind you guys about our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract Qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. Uh, That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs, they're going to help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Go post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com. Slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Going along here, locked on SEC. And Shout out to uh, LSU and Mississippi State both getting it done on Monday to get the SEC back with a winning record this bowl season. But let's jump into it as we talk a little bit about the LSU Tigers getting it done, capping off year one of Brian Kelly's tenure in Baton Rouge, getting win number 10 with a blowout win over the Big Ten West winner Purdue. LSU won 63 63- to seven for those who may have not been watching this game it was all lsu from the get-go as the uh, tigers win the citrus bowl over the boilermakers and got a lot of people thinking wondering what can brian kelly do with this team or this program moving forward Uh, a lot of people excited because jaden daniels their quarterback is coming back harold perkins true freshman this year was outstanding and lsu just dominated purdue in a bunch of different ways they set a rushing record As they went up 28-0, they recorded their 38th rushing touchdown of the season. That was a school record broke the previous mark that was previously set in 2013. Uh, Noah Kane had that that nine-yard score. He was a transfer from Penn State. uh, Came in this year and produced for LSU. Tigers rang up a ton of rushing yards in this one. Over 200 yards, 225 rushing yards. Uh, and They did so without... One of their big-time running backs, Josh Williams, was out in this game because of a knee injury that he got following the conclusion of the regular season. Uh, He's a junior. He'll have a chance to come back next year if he wants. But uh, almost 600 yards of total offense for LSU. They were 7-for-12 on third down, 2-for-3 on fourth down. Quad Wilson, he carried LSU into the record books with a late pick six, just over a minute to go in the game. Purdue facing a fourth and nine Near LSU's goal line, and Wilson went 99 yards with the pick to give LSU that lopsided victory. The extra point was good. LSU finished with 63 points. That is a Citrus Bowl record for most points scored, most yards gained, and largest margin of victory. Wide receiver Malik Neighbors he was the game's MVP. He had nine catches for 163 yards and a touchdown, as well as a passing score. The pick six was one of three turnovers for LSU in Monday's game. So now, attention turns to Brian Kelly as he's got some good problems heading into the offseason. Jaden Daniels, his quarterback, is going to be back. Um, And Garrett Nussmeyer looked very good in this one. They let him play a good bit in the bowl game. And we got to see a little bit of their true freshman quarterback, Walker Howard, late in this one as well. But all three of those guys are expected back next year. Brian Kelly said after the game, Uh, Jaden Daniels is the unquestioned starter or number one quarterback. He said there's no quarterback controversy. Jaden is the number one quarterback. Garrett Nussmeyer will get a chance to compete though. He says the plan was always to have Nussmeyer come in on the third drive of this game and see how the game went. Uh, Brian Kelly said he and his staff have spoken with Jaden Daniels, Garrett Nussmeyer, Walker Howard, and he expects all three quarterbacks to remain on the roster for spring ball this offseason. Let this thing kind of play out and if someone decides to hit the transfer portal, I know there's going to be a lot of folks calling. It's uh, Garrett Nussmeyer, um, but we will see. Uh, Daniels will uh, also probably garner some Heisman buzz. He had such a great year for LSU this year, particularly that stretch where they beat Ole Miss and Florida and Alabama. And uh, we'll see where it goes for LSU into 2023. Uh, like I said, the hype for next season is going to be boosted a little bit. Uh, Brian Kelly is going to open next season Right back where they just finished this season in Orlando, they will open next season against Florida State. That it will be a rematch of the LSU opener this past season. Uh, Florida State finished number thirteen in the final playoff rankings before picking up their tenth win in uh, the Cheez It Bowl over Oklahoma. So realistically, we're talking about Florida State and LSU both being ranked, uh, both being ranked going into next year, and we'll see where it all. Unfolds, they could be pre- both preseason top ten teams, which will set up for a monster opener for 2023. But again, they open this season in the Louisiana Superdome. Next uh, season, they'll play Florida State over in Orlando, and we'll see if LSU can get a dump. Congrats to Brian Kelly on a heck of a year one. Uh, not many people picked them to beat Alabama and win the SEC West. And I got a feeling there's going to be some people maybe picking them as the favorite next year. Keep in mind, Alabama's got to figure out the quarterback spot. They got a lot of other things figured out. Got some elite level five star recruits in that in this year's class and last year's class. And Bama never uh, rebuilds; they always just reload. But not having that seasoned quarterback back for Alabama, at least LSU's got the toughest part figured out with Jaden Daniels coming back. So we will see. Uh, going to be a lot of attention though at SEC Media Days. I got to think on maybe some people swinging over picking LSU as a favorite in the West going into next year. We will see. All right, that is uh, a little recap of what LSU did yesterday. or return, we'll talk about what Mississippi State did. That's coming your way in just a sec. <laughs> All right, rolling along here, locked on SEC. And as we were uh, talking LSU, victorious in the Citrus Bowl on Monday. Mississippi State also victorious in the Relia Quest Bowl. Now, this one was pretty emotional because it was the first time uh, Mississippi State was on the field without Mike Leach as their head coach. And quarterback Will Rogers, he was emotional after this one. He uh, didn't have his best game. It's 29 for 44 for 260 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. And uh, Mississippi State, they did their best in honoring Mike Leach's uh, memory. They had special uniforms. And the Bulldogs get it done 19-10 to 10 over the fighting Illini and Brett Bielema. Now, if you didn't watch the game, the score was actually much closer than 19-10. Will Rogers, he completed, like I said, 29 of 44 passes. He stepped up when his team needed it most, led them on a nine-play 68-yard drive that ended in really the game-winning field goal with just seconds remaining. Um, after they kicked that field goal to take a 13-10 to 10 lead, Mississippi State uh, recovered a fumble after Illinois was uh, having lateral after lateral, throwing the ball around the field, Mississippi State, returns it back for a touchdown as time expired. That's how they got the 19-10 to win. But after the game, Will Rogers talking with ESPN on the telecast, and he said, it's been tough. He said, Coach Leach and I were so close, and to lose a coach like that, a friend like that, it hurt me for a really long time, and it will, will continue to hurt. But to be able to come out here with this group of guys, my brothers, I can't say enough about this team and this university, and I definitely wanted to win this game for coach. I think we all did. He said, I think if we would have come out here and lost this game, I don't think Coach would have been happy with us. Says a lot about our team and a lot about these individuals to stick together and come out with nine wins. Now, Zach Arnett, he takes over as the new head coach of the Bulldogs in the passing of Coach Mike Leach. And after the game, Arnett was asked what Leach would have thought of his first game as head coach, and he said, quote, I think he'd be pretty mad at me for some of the bad clock management we had. But a win is a win, and Zach Arnett now want to know as mississippi state head coach and uh man it you know it was not it was far from what a mike leach game would have been right like a final mike leach game would have been like 38 to 34 but uh defense played well and uh, came up with some big stops look illinois has been one of the best defenses in the country all year but uh zach arnett's group gets it done and um Again, Simeon Price, Jaquavius Marks, both having good days on the the ground rushing the ball. Justin Robinson was their leading receiver, and the defense, can't say enough about them. Emmanuel Forbes, who is going to hear his name called early in in the draft in a couple of months, he played well in this one with seven tackles, had a pass deflected, and uh, Mississippi State, I think, racked up seven sacks on the day, Jaden Cromedy and others getting sacks. So. Really, really good performance, and maybe a little precursor of what's to come. Maybe a little bit more defensive-minded Mississippi State team under Zach Arnett as the head coach. And there are some reports. There will be some new faces on the on the offensive side of the ball. Corner Football Scoop. Uh, Force positions have already been identified for new hires. Uh, Insider inside receivers coach Drew Hollingshead, outside receivers coach Steve Spurrier Jr., running backs coach Jason Washington, and D-line coach Jeff Phelps are all not expected to return for next season with Mississippi State. Again, that's according to a football scoop. So we'll see where Zach Arnett goes. We do know Will Rogers is going to be back. Um, He didn't make any really official announcement, but the broadcast team on ESPN said in their pregame meetings with Will Rogers, he kind of said, yeah, I'm coming back. Why wouldn't I? So Will Rogers expected back in the SEC next year at Mississippi State. How different will the offense look? Who... You know, will they do some retooling uh, as far as who the OC is, who's calling the plays next year? There's a whole lot to be figured out, of course, in the, uh, the void, the absence of, of Mike Leach moving into next year. But first things first, most important thing was they were able to get the win And honor Mike Leach's legacy and really love the decals on the helmets and the flag with the word Mike with the cowbell uh, substituted for the letter I and a uh, – fantastic way to uh, to end the season for Mississippi State uh, all their ups and downs of this year a nice year to go nine and four in Starkville is uh, can't be understated that's not easy and uh, again we'll see how Zach Arnett and his team kind of regroup and retool and into the offseason excited to see what Mississippi State will look like next year and what will Rogers can do for his last se- season his senior season next year at Mississippi State. there you have it. That is uh, the latest going on all around the conference. Of course, throughout this week, we're going to get you caught up and set for Georgia's big game coming up on Monday night against TCU in the National Championship. Also this week, we're going to catch up with D.K. Joyner from the South Carolina Gamecocks. He made an important decision a couple days ago announcing he is coming back for one more year at South Carolina. So excited to talk with him, and we'll look back on this season, talk about his decision to come back for another year under Shane Beamer. So make sure you're watching out for that later this week here on Locked on SEC. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. For your next listen, go check out some of our great podcasts, like the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available in the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. it has been Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.